Shumai Croeso and welcome to a new podcast by A Club Pale Droid with me, Ivan Gwillim, and founder of A Club Pale Droid website, Jordan Jones. We're usually going to be looking back at the weekend's action in the coming premiere, but this week, as it's the first episode and the season has only just started, we've got a bumper edition and took the opportunity to preview the 12 clubs and the season ahead. We were delighted to have Mark Jones join us for the preview. I really enjoyed the chat and hopefully we get him back on the podcast soon. I hope you enjoy listening. Kreuzer to the first edition of a Club Pildroids Cymru Premier podcast. I am Ivan Gwillim, usually a member of the Welsh Language Liga podcast. This season, I'm going to be taking a weekly look at the Cymru Premier. Each week, I'll be joined by founder of a Club Pildroid website, Jordan Jones. Hello, Jordan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, very good. Uh, you're usually seen live blogging and reporting from Cymru Premier Grounds uh, for the website. Where have you been this season so far? So I've been to Barry on the opening weekend and then I went to Cardiff Metropolitan on a Tuesday. Uh, so I've more or less kept to that five mile rule kind of it was enforced <laughs> a few months ago um, and stayed local this season. It, it's been a strange experience with, with the Covid protocols and no fans, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd say more more on the Saturday than it was the Tuesday. On the Tuesday, it felt a bit more, because the game was so good and the two teams were so even, um, it, it felt that like, even though there weren't fans there, there was still that high, high intensity. There was also stuff going on as well, you know, like you can hear the managers shout. I mean, you can kind of hear the managers shout during games anyway, even with fans. But I thought it has been a bit different, but so grateful to actually be one of the few people to actually be at these games. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Each week, uh, we'll both be joined by uh, other members of a Club Pildroid family and wider Welsh football community. And I'm very pleased to say that we start with former Port Talbot Town and Carmarthen manager, the voice of Scorio's Red Button and current manager of Wales Sea, Mark Jones. Jonah, how are you? Fine, thank you, Evan. And uh, Jordan, nice to be here. Thank you very much. Diak. It, it's been a long six months without football. How nice is it to be back in that commentary box, jo- Jonah? Oh, magnificent! I mean, it was uh, the, you know, it was, like I said, it was a long break. Everybody, everybody, I think, you know, everybody's safety is is the first thing, and all your family's safe. But we are all, you know, we still all wanted that that ball rolling again, didn't we? We wanted to get the football games, and it's been fantastic. And uh, first couple of games, you know, we we've been to, I've thoroughly enjoyed them, the same as as every other season. Looks competitive again. It looks, you know, it looks to be getting better every season. Our league, so yeah, just great to be back. Perfect. We were obviously disappointed that the season came to an abrupt end, but as well as the Cymru Premier being affected, your Wales Sea squad were about to play England at Oval in uh, Carnarvon. How far into your preparations were you when when the game got called off? Had, had the squad met and started training? Well, we hadn't met uh, because uh, we we were about five, four or five weeks, well, two or three weeks away, in fact. But I'd come to the point where we picked a squad. You know, you go around all year and you have you have, have a look. And luckily enough, I'm in the job where I go to plenty of games. And I think Jordan will tell you, and I'm as, at as many games as I can ever get to any night of the week. So I'm not watching a lot of Welsh Premier. But um, yeah, the squad was picked and the players were you know, elated the ones who were in it. I obviously had a bit of stick, the ones you leave out. That's just part and parcel. But um, hopefully, if I'm, next year now, I hope uh, it comes back again. I'm sure it'll come back again. And uh, we, we will get, get the ball rolling again because they have been two fantastic games to be involved in. And I think all the players and fans have enjoyed, enjoyed them as well. Yeah, certainly. Well, definitely fingers crossed that it does come back. Uh, and there's no question that the Cymru Premier is back, uh, for now at least. Uh, we had a full round of fixtures last weekend for the first time. And all teams have now played at least one game. So this week, we look at the start uh, that each of the 12 clubs have had the season and uh, look at where we're expecting them to be as the season progresses. Let's start with Scorio's live game from Saturday with Newtown visiting Halford West, who are finally playing their first home game in the top flight since 2016. Uh, after their opening fixture against Kevin Jones was postponed, Newtown twice took the lead, both goals coming from Jake Phillips' long throws and Halford West twice drawing level to make it two-all final score. 
Uh, both Haverford West goals came from man of the match, Danny Williams, the 20-year-old rejoining Haverford, Haverford West on loan from Cardiff City. Here's what he had to say to John Twig about his return to Bridge Meadows Stadium. Sport to Cardiff and I said I wanted to come back out on loan, get some games. Um, and so as AWS said, they wanted me back. Um, I said, yeah, they come to the Welsh Prem now and uh, playing a good standard. So, yeah, I look forward to it. To be back. It took you a good 35 minutes to get into the game. Was that because half of us played tactically and were looking to play on the break? Uh, I don't know. No, I think in the first half we, we were we were off it. Like um, we weren't getting up to the ball, we weren't pressing, and uh, that's something we looked to change in the second half. Um, the second half we were much better, and we're probably disappointed not to get all three points tonight. To be honest. So, yeah. big, big relief to get the first one in the net with the penalty and then yeah, the scramble at the yeah. far post in the second. It's nice to get off the mark. Yeah, obviously, like as a forward, you want to score as many goals as you can, and uh, the first one's always the most important, and uh, hopefully, many more to come by the end of the season. Jonah, you were at this game with Scoria. What did you make of Danny Williams and uh, Haverford West performance in general? I thought the the uh, in the first half, uh, I think Wayne played a, a five a five three two and allowed Newtown to have plenty of the ball, and Newtown were one 0 ahead, and most probably should have really capitalised a little bit more. I think it, if they look back on it, they had a chance, you know, to really put their foot on the ball and and take one or two more chances and go ahead. But to be fair to uh, Halford West, like they did at uh, the Met the, the previous Tuesday night, they dug in. And they were they were resolute until their chances came. You know, the second half, the the, the uh, penalty came along, and Danny put in the back of the net, one all, and then the game just, you know, it it, evolved, it, it was brilliant from there on, end to end stuff. And anybody could have won. And Newtown then get the two one, and obviously the cheeky back heel really, which got rewarded with the equaliser from from Danny Williams. So you know, it was uh, it was an entertaining encounter, and there's a there's a lot of a uh, lot of pluses from Haverford West. Thought that a couple of their youngsters, especially the local youngsters, four set from uh, I think it's Haken United, is that right? And uh, he, he he was good. And the young substitute Wilson, mm. I mean he, he's a he, he, I think he's about six foot three, and it's twice now against the Met last week and this week he's caused havoc when he's come on. He he looks an exciting prospect. Jordan, you were at that nil-nil um, uh, at Cardiff Met as well. Um, they are newly promoted, but from what you saw at King Card, do you think they've got enough to stay up? Yeah, I think looking at their summer recruitment, um, they've kind of taken the best players from the Cymru South, so they've promoted in second. And that, that's a way they can kind of benefit them because they're having players that have that desire to play at a higher level. And I thought their performance against Met was really defensively astute. And it was, it was really an even game as well. I know Met's squad has had a few changes and stuff as well. But have for West, in their two performances that I've seen, have been a bit streetwise. Perhaps in the second game when they played Newtown, they conceded those sloppy errors and it was cheap goals as such. But again, that draw in both, both games as well just shows that they're trying to get a streetwise into the league and they're trying to get points early on as well. So that, that's, that's the important thing. I think for West, I did predict them. I did say that they would stay up as well. Um, I think they've got enough, but it depends over the course of the season because they're going to start getting wins on the board now. But two points in opening two games, it's a good start. I'll tell you one thing, uh, Jordan, even if it's, uh, that's okay, you know, it's so difficult, like you said, about staying up and, and, and you know predicting who's going to stay up, who's going to do it. Whoever comes into this league, Right, this league has improved so much. The likes of Camarden Town went down last year. A great club like Camarden Town, and they had some great, good players there last season. And good, you know, to see them go down is unbelievable. Airbus UK went down last year with the experience of Steve O'Shaughnessy and good players there. So for every team who comes up like Aberdeen Western Flint, it is a hell of a challenge to stay in this league. A hell of a challenge because the standards are getting better and better. Yeah, I, I don't want to open a can of worms with um, mentioning 16 teams, but 12 teams in the league does make it very um, congested and difficult for a team to come up and make an impact that I know Barry and Carnarvon and Met have done, but there's not a lot of room there for new clubs, is there? No, uh, definitely. And, you, you know, I, I, I just think it's a tough task. It's a tough task. And if any of these two, two managers, you know, well, not young managers, Wayne, Wayne, yeah, Wayne Jones, he's young enough, and young Niall McGuinness, if they were to stay up by a goal, they would have done a terrific job for their clubs. Well, one team that's not just come up, they're ever-present, uh, Newtown. 
Uh, they were the opposition in that game. Jordan, in your preseason preview, you've tipped them to break into the top four. Uh, what do you see in them this year that, that makes you think that? I think they've always had that kind of, they've always been under the radar, but like this summer, I feel with their transfer business, um, signing players like Jamie Breeze, George Hughes, um, Jordan Evans, James Davis and O'Neill, they've all played in the league. And that, that's the most important thing is that sometimes it's good to bring players from outside of the league and they're new to it. But all, all of those signings have somewhat experience in the league as well. And Chris Hughes has always had to perhaps work with his hands tied behind his back where he's had summers where he's had to lose key players. For example, when um, they lost Jason Oswell and Shane Sutton, it was, a, it was a time where they had to regroup as such. And with that, I think then signing players, it seems like they haven't really lost anyone key and they've added to their squad. And that's, that's the most important thing is being more competitive in the league as well. Uh, Jonah, in their, in their first two games, they, they lost to Flint and then lost to Canalvon in what was a cracking game live on Facebook. One point out of nine doesn't look great on paper, but it, it's still early doors. So do you see them jumping up that table soon based on what you've seen from them so far? Yeah, I would expect Newtown to do what they do, like Jordan said, uh, every season. You know, they're, they're, I, think they're, I think they're the hardest team to predict in the league. One thing they, they I'm sure Chris will try and address this year a stat we used on Scorio on Saturday was um, last season's top scorers in the league for Newtown. Go on, I'll test you and Jordan. I bet Jordan will come up with it. Um, were Ian Sheridan and Nick Rushton, how many goals each top scorer? Oh, I, it would be something like five, I would say. Well, that's a great. Go on, Jordan. Uh, I don't know, eight. Four each. Four each. <laughs> you just mentioned Jason Oswell, who I think they need. I think he may have got the golden boot. With he may have got the golden boot with a um, with a with a twenty uh, twenty five goal target or something like that. Any team you're in, you know, they must have done fantastic. Their football must have been fantastic last year to finish in the top six. The goal scorers getting four each. So problem maybe again now is to get somebody. You've got to get somebody in double figures. Mm. I'm sure Chris will try and address that. Jamie Davis has got two already, hasn't he? Yeah, he got two in the Carnarvon game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know that could be key to their to their where they'll finish this season, putting the ball in the back of the net because they're a good enough football team. Well, talking about Carnarvon, we'll move on to Jenna Park, uh, where I was on the mic commentating for the Scoria highlights. Barry playing against Canarvon. A club Pildroid were also in attendance. David Jones reporting, and here's how he summed up the game. Barry Town have just picked up their first points of the Cymru Premier season with a 3-1 victory over Canarvon Town. Hugh Griffith's side started well with a short corner routine, setting up Sean Bradley to fire wide. But then Barry Town took control. After numerous chances, Jordan Cottrell's cross was met by Kane McLagan for the opener. Early in the second half, new signing Curtis McDonald powered a header to double Barry's lead and Kay McLaggen got his second with a sumptuous volley past Josh Tibbetts. Despite Mike Hayes' instant response, Barry held on to secure the three points in a game where both Jordan Cottrell and Kane McLaggen stood out. Barry had a difficult start to the season with that trip to foggy Faroe Islands and a home game against TNS, who haven't lost at Jenner Park since 2001. They're finally off the mark with that 3-1 victory. Jonah, we've got David Cottrell and Theo Wharton in their first full season with the club and a small number of important additions to the squad. How high in the table do you expect them to be challenging this season? I think if they, if they get it, you know, if they get it right, I mean, okay, they, they had a bad start. They had, obviously, they had a bad night in Europe. Every, there's no hiding from that. And to be fair to Gavin Chesterfield, he didn't hide from it. He came out and said, we had a bad night. They got beat by TNS on the opening day. TNS can beat anybody. They've beaten Carnarvon uh, 3-1, which is a good result because Carnarvon are a good side. I think with the players you just mentioned, with the likes of Kane McLaggen as well, Nat Jarvis, you know, and uh, the who's the young lad from uh, Bridgend? Uh, Curtis Hudson and Michael George. Sorry, sorry, yeah, you can cut that, can you? Yeah. Uh, and, and with Curtis Hudson from mm. Pennebond, I think they can get uh, 25 maybe between them three. So I see Barry uh, top six definitely mm. and maybe pushing, uh, you know, for a four fourth or third spot. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll, be in, they'll be in the shake-up in the top six. 
Jordan, you were at that opener against TNS as well. Never going to be easy, uh, but they did stand toe-to-toe with TNS for the first 45 minutes, at least, didn't they? Did, you, did they impress you? Yeah, I'd say in the, in the first 45, they matched TNS, and not many teams can match TNS, especially this new, new look TNS as well. Whereas um, in, the, in the second half, it was a completely different game. It was almost a training session um, for the new Saints in the second half because they didn't really... Um, when chat, Paul Harrison wasn't challenged, and they created all three opportunities and just took them like that. Um, so, but Barry were decent in the first half, but in the second half, it was just a completely different game. Uh, moving on to, on to Carnarvon, I, I hate to bring it up, uh, not really. I, I'm interested to see how you respond to this, uh, Jordan. You've had them down for relegation uh, in your pre-season uh, preview. Why do you see them struggling? And do you stand? Well, I, <laughs> and I, I, I think it's a tough one um, as such, and I, I did I did get a bit. I think not not many fans bits at, at my preview, but Carnarvon fans definitely didn't. There's no malice in it or anything as such. It was just it was just the case when you when you look at the players who have left as such, and um, it, it was a real good feel good factor about Sean Eardley and just about Carnarvon, and I feel that like. Um, and everyone touched upon it. I, I was hearing interviews from Carnarvon, and it seems like it's a transitional phase for Carnarvon now because they're losing such key players, and they've had to replace them. And in in his pre-match comments, I believe Hugh Griffiths was, um, said that he was working with a limited budget now, so it's one of the smallest budgets. So that that kind of results onto the pitch, I think. And I, and if anything, they they kind of made me eat my words prematurely at the moment because they picked up positive results and they're opening two games, obviously. Um, for me, there's just too much turnover in that squad um, and losing players like Nathan Craig and Leo Smith. I believe it, it's, it's going to be a struggle for them this season. It's not a team that you want to struggle. And I, I made the point in there as well, is that whilst we're behind closed doors, is that a team like Kai Narvin thrive on the motivation of their fans. The fans are on top of you. They they make make it difficult for away teams to come there. That's why they've picked up positive results before, because they've got on the end of the way. It's similar to Cardiff City and Linion Park, really. It's that the Oval is that cauldron of fire. And without those supporters, it's kind of evens it out a bit and can sometimes play into the, uh, to the away side hands as well. Um, it was interesting you mentioned Nathan Craig and Neil Smith. Those are the two I was going to I was gonna bring up, because they scored on their league debuts for their new team since leaving the Coffees. But Mike Hayes and Paolo Mendes have also scored uh, since joining Canarvon. Um, it is a transition. It does feel like a transition year. But Jonah, it looks like they've started well as if they're coping with the change. Listen, they got, I think we spoke earlier on about a manager who's taken Kevin Druids into Europe, Hugh, Hugh Griffiths, when they were most probably at the start of the season regarded as relegation fodder. When they, and that was a few years ago. Um, he, you know, he, he's got plenty, plenty of experience. So that's worth that. That has to be worth. You know, in between a manager without much of experience in this league has to be worth a few points. You know, he's still got the likes, likes of the the Covey Messi in midfield. Still, one of the best players in this league, Darren Thomas, uh, which I'm sure a lot of the other bigger clubs would like to would like to have. They 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 still you know they got the, the likes of Danny Brookwell. You know they got they got Noah Edwards. They got some good players there. So listen, I I think you know they 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 will be okay. They they won't be no near nowhere near. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom. May not be as high as they were last year, but it's a challenge for Huey. But he seems to you know he he's one of the most experienced managers in the, in this league, and I know he's looking forward to it. Moving on to Bala versus uh, Kevin Druids. There was late drama in European football for Connors Key and the New Saints last week, but late drama for Bala has been reserved for the league. Late equaliser for Connors Key, dashing Colin Caton's hopes of a victory on the opening day, followed by another late goal this weekend. Kevin Druids were the opposition. Uh, Dion Williams was there for a club bell droid, and here's what he had to say about the game. Well, it was a Nathan Peaty last minute winner against his old side, which secured the three points in the first victory of the season for Bala here. Uh, and pulsating game for Bruno Lopez in his first game in charge for Kevin Druid following their two first postponements of the first two games last week. Um, 
Will Evans scored in his home debut as well as Nathan PT. Will Evans scored in the first half to give Bart a lead and on a dominant first half for them. Uh, before it was Arsene who equalised for Kevin Druids. Um, before the action really began when two players are sent off. Nate Anthony Kay received two yellows back to back for descent and that followed by Nathan Peaty's goal which then led to a collision in the box when Druids were pushing for the equaliser and uh, it was Simpson who collided and caused the collision getting a second yellow, second yellow himself and also being sent off and Rumbala left victorious at Mice Tegan in their first home game of the season and they look very impressive once again. Bala have had a decent start to the season. Uh, first ever European victory in Valletta, an away draw at Connors Key, held their heads high in their trip to Belgium to play Standard Liège and a win in their first home game of the season. Jonah, your Wales Sea assistant, Owen Taylor Jones, has tipped Bala for the title. Do you agree that they are serious contenders? I think they'll be, I think they'll be contenders uh, definitely for Europe. They could. I mean, they've started really, really well. I think TNS and Connors Key, obviously, uh, professional, both professional clubs. Um, I just, I think third, I think they'll finish third again. They might push, whether they can go for the title, I think TNS might be favourites for the title. Um, but Ballard are very, very, very competitive. I think they made a couple of great signings. Nathan Pete is an out and out centre half. Who just? I think he's if, if the stat man. I'll have to get a new book because he headed it seven hundred times in the first game against Connor's T against Connor's Key, and uh, he's got a goal, which you know, two goals so far, and um, he's, he's he was a good acquisition, and I, I just think um, Will Evans is, look, looks excellent as well. He really looks in shape, and with that uh, Heaven Seventeen haircut he's got. From the eighties, for a few young kids, you'll have to check that out. Right? But Will Evans is the new Glenn Gregory. He's the Heaven Seventeen. He'll have to change the number on his back. <laughs> it's funny it those because I, I was looking at the new signings: Alex Ramsey, Nathan Pete, Will Evans. It's obvious that Colin Caton used your Will's C squad as his shopping list. Really, this time, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> uh, I don't think. They, 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 well, they listen, they've stood up and they're good players. Ramsey's really earned his spurs in this league now as a goalkeeper. Like you said, Pete is a real, you've talked to Hubie Griffiths about him, he's, a, he, you know, he's, he's as tough as old boots as well. And uh, and Will Evans, Will Evans, he started really well. I mean, if you're talking about one of the players who started this season really well, he must be right up there. Yeah, yeah. so Pete and Evans especially had quite an impact in the opening few games. Jordan, how impressed have you been with them so far? Baller as a team. Yeah, with Baller as well, it's a good point to make is uh, what I've noticed is that Henry, Henry Jones is a player that um, was playing in the Vanarama National League such, and this Baller team looks so good now that he's having to be on the bench and for some, he, he's viewed as a talisman. Um, outside of the league, he's, you've seen his Rabona the start of last season is that, that that's brought us mainstream attention. And a player like Will Evans is starting ahead of him at the moment and it just shows how competitive that Baller squad is and their strength and depth at the moment. If you look at Will Evans now, t- taking that goal so well against the Kevin Druids is, is what it shows, is that he, d- he didn't score many goals in his time in South Wales and last year he did play in a bit more of an advanced role. And it just it's great to see him mature as a player, that he's maturing as a player in a very good team. And I didn't see Owen's prediction, but I predicted third for them but I did say that it would be a very close title race. And I do think that they are perhaps title contenders. But depending on whether we see the Welsh Cup and the League Cup come back, um, I, th- I think perhaps I, I could predict them to see, see them win silverware this season. I think we'll see Balalit, something if the competitions do resume as well. Very good side. And as mentioned, looking at Alex Ramsey, I, I think at the moment he's the best goalkeeper in the league. His performance against Standard Liège and the letter absolutely extraordinary. Pete as well, a player that knows the league well. And I think that squad is gelling so well. And, and another shout-out goes to Lasana Mendes as well, because his performance against um, Valletta as well was just outstanding. Great, great performance as well. And I think he'll be a big player in the league this season as well. Yeah, he covers... Uh, Mendes don't, you know, he doesn't have to cover some ground. He, he, you know, he's a brilliant... He, he, he's a great acquisition for him. Like we said, physically they've improved, like we just said. Rambo... Uh, Nathan, uh, Lasana, and uh, Will Evans. You know they're not small players, and they're strong boys. And uh, uh, you know they're good acquisitions. The four of them, very good acquisitions to make Bala. Like we said 
could challenge, could challenge. Let's hope so, because uh, the more teams challenging, the better the league is. Move on to uh, Druids, who were Bala's opposition then. Jordan, many, including yourself, tipping these for relegation. Why is that? For me, looking um, at the preparations, no team in the league has had um, the ideal preparations. And in regards to signings as such, it seems like the signings may have came in a bit later on than other clubs have. So it's a kind of a case where um, the newer signings have been able to gel in with their teams a bit longer and add, add a longer pre-season as such. Um, so, so for me at the moment, I, I just feel it's a case of um, the Druids have had to wait a bit for their signings. Um, and that, that might bode well uh, badly in regards to their preparations. But by all accounts, they played really well against Baller on Sunday. They weren't good in the first half, but apparently sh- should have won it in the second half, apparently. Um, but it, it shows that um, looking at the squad, they've still got players from last season, but they've added a few that have been outside the league as well. But it's, it's one of those teams where they've lost some key players as such. Um, I still feel that like Adam Adimu still hasn't been replaced as such properly. And Ramirez Howarth earning a move like that to Lincoln City, obviously that's a big one, as well as losing their captain, Neil Ashton. So it shows that um, they've, they've lost a few key players, such as like, like Carnarvon as well losing key players and it's all about replacing them and at the moment I just feel they need a few more if they're going to survive in this league. Uh, well as well as the the change in players uh, Jonah there's a new manager Bruno Lopez who had to, had to wait for his start in uh, in Welsh football um, and then dealt a late blow against a good Bala side. He's going to have to learn on the job to know what the league is about uh, but he's got time on his side starting at the beginning of the season I appreciate we haven't got much to go on yet, but uh, do you see them safely staying up this year, Jonah? Well, I think Jordan's uh, talked about players there having time to adapt, new players having that time to adapt. Um, but more importantly, I think Bruno uh, Lopez, as you just said, uh, he'll need to adapt very quickly to this league. The last uh, chap who was in charge, was it um, Stuart Gelling? Stuart Gelling, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, obviously, he didn't stay there very, very long. So, and like you say, the, the chap who's left them, Hugh Griffiths, that's why I don't have no fear for Carnarvon, because he knows this league inside out. Now, to know the league as a manager is absolutely vital. To know the league as, as a player, you could, if you're a good player, you could most probably go and do your stuff in any league on your own ability. As a manager, you need to know about other teams' players' ability as well as your own. So that's a key point in this, in this, and uh, that could be the difference in the Druids struggling or being top six this season, I think. Going on to uh, Connors Key then, they're the reigning champions. Uh, they were hosting Pennebont on Sunday. Joshua Davis was there for a club Pildroid. Today I was at the Deeside Stadium where I watched Andy Morrison's Connors Key Nomads take on Reese Griffiths' Penny Bont. The first half was controlled by the Nomads as they took the lead on the 31st minute as Chris Owens hit a well-low-driven shot past Ashley Morris, the Penny Bont keeper. The second half, the visitors came out and looked more lively. They had a few chances to equalise, the most notable being Lewis Wood's low effort after going through Connors Key's defence. Overall, the home team did deserve the three points, but the away side will come away with some positive as they frustrate the home team in periods. Jonah, were you commentating on the opening game at D-side, I assume? Yes, yeah. Late yeah. drama with uh, Duel's equaliser. He's impressed me this season and not just that goal. Seems to have stepped up a level over the summer. From the games you've seen, Jonah, have they improved as a team? You know, is there room for improvement? Well, I, I just think they're, they're playing for a manager who, uh, you know, you have to improve to stay in their team. You have to improve the senior team. That is why they didn't rest on the uh, League Cup. They didn't rest on the Welsh Cup. They won a couple of years ago. They went and you know they went and you know eventually lifted the title last season. You've got to give massive credit for that. Absolute massive credit because to beat a team like TNS, no, I don't think anybody in Welsh football thought TNS would be moved, you know, from the top of the mountain for a long time. But they you know, they eventually done it. And they, you know, they they'll want to do it again. That's the type of camp that, that they're in. They got good players, like you said, got the likes of uh, Aaron Edwards, 
you know, Michael Wilder, who said Sam and Duel's a good player. Sam and Duel is an excellent player. And just let, let's just have a look at that goal he scored. You know, it's, it's, it's the 94th minute. He, he, he glides for about four, uh, four or five yards, two or three touches, and just takes the top of the net out. Rambo, you know, he, he was shell-shocked Rambo. It was a beauty of a goal. And his one what most probably, you know, earned him a point. And all of a sudden, now, instead of having a bad start, they got four points out of six, performed heroically in, in Europe. So, listen, they're up for it. They're up for it the same as, as there'll be a few contenders for this this year and there'll be results which you won't be able to write. What, what say you, Jordan? Uh, are they going to hold on to the title? I, I said that uh, I, I think they're going to lose it this season. Mm-hmm. Not for the art of trying. It was more of a case that... Um, and it may come back to bite me when you put these predictions out. Um, but it was, it was a case of when I thought Aaron Edwards signed for Connors Key, I thought that was the start of something. It was it was he was the marquee signing, and Edwards would follow. And it's, it's nothing against the transfer business. They've got Danny Davis who's coming as such. But I, I was expecting a few more. But that's that's me as a pundit speaking. Was Andy Morrison likes the way of the comeback comeback squads, and and that, that's how he's worked. He's worked for them that they all wear the shirt proudly for Connors Key as well. I just feel at the moment, um, the new Saints strengthened well. They they don't want to sit down without fighting for this title. And I think that the players that the new Saints have brought in over the course of the summer proves that perhaps they've they've got the better squad quality wise as well. And they are the favourites once again. Uh, I have to ask that there's been a number of positive COVID tests uh, more in the Connors Key squad than any other squad. I think met. Uh, seem to have had one as well. Christian Edwards mentioned one in his interview. There's players self-isolating there. So they're down to the bare bones now uh, at the moment. What kind of impact do you see that having on their start of the season? That you know that that could be a few games before they're up to full strength, Jordan? Yeah, we're seeing so many teams now that are losing these players, having to isolate. And it's, it's good to see these protocols into place as well because all of these clubs are taking this seriously. You look at Newtown where Chris Hughes was absent on Saturday where they had they had a procedure in place to have his assistant in place instead. Um, you, you've got to look with Connors Keys, they were down to the bare bones and still managed to compete against a professional side with a budget that was so much bigger than what theirs is and they, they only lost by one goal and it was just a sloppy error at the end of the game basically. At some point, um, you've got to look at perhaps academy squads, but the problem is is that we're not really having academy football at the moment as well. So perhaps some of these young players are going to have to become men quite early on um, and they're going to have to go for the rigorous testing, the tests to search, temperature checks and all that. And they'll have to get on board with that as well. They may not always get football. And it's all about mitigating the risk, really, is making sure that these players don't contract it as much. And if they do, it's dealt in a positive manner. And at the moment, clubs are dealing with that at the moment. Back back to proper football uh, chat. Um, Penabont, the opposition, Reese Griffiths was quite positive um, in his interview. He was talking about um, the fact that he was happy with their second perform uh, second half performance. They're looking to build on last year's survival, obviously. Jordan, how, how high can they finish this year, do you think? I, I think with them this season is that I think I think they will stay up. Is that just before the season was curtailed, is they're actually getting a bit streetwise about the league. And I've, I've said that before in regards to the word streetwise, but Panama were getting to grips with the league, is that perhaps they, they were playing nice football for a team that had been promoted last season but then they had to change up a bit they had to go along they had to use Greece use Greece use Greece sometimes um, for for that as well um, and he's brought in players that know the league a bit he's also brought in players that, that are young and passionate as well you, you look at the performances of Nathan Wood is that he was plucked from the Welsh leagues plucked from the Cymru leagues but now he's performing to an elite level for in for Penabon in the Cymru Premier and um, I think they'll stay off the threat of relegation. Um, could be perhaps seventh place in the league this season. So they, they could perhaps get into Europe that way as well. I'm a big fan of Nathan Wood, by the way. Um, Miles Davis, another one who looks like he's already making an impact, uh, saying in his interviews uh, that the draws against Carnarvon and Aberystwyth felt like losses in their two opening games. I suppose that says a lot about where that squad sees themselves and what they feel their performances have deserved in these opening games. Jonah, are you expecting them to push on this season? 
Uh, yes, yes, I am. I think, but I, what Jordan's just said is is unbelievably right. That streetwise is a big thing in football, and Andy Morrison is a very streetwise manager. That's why Connors Key have improved so much over the you know few last few seasons. And Griff will be exactly the same. He'll want his team to get more streetwise. They have the talent, exactly like you said. Their midfield uh, four or five at the moment. You know, let's go through them. Lewis Hallens is a class act in midfield. Nathan Wood, it looks a really exciting prospect. Miles Davis, if Kane Owen goes in there, you've got uh, Ashley Evans in there. So, and they got a couple of good strikers uh, uh, as well, Snaithy and Ben Amun. So they got people, and the lad there from Merthyr, Trailer. I think he just got to get into the habit. Griff would love now to go two games, maybe, whoever they're against, 1 0. 1-0. Even though he was the golden boot king, he would like to be the clean sheet king of the next couple of weeks. And that's, and I, I know Griff well. He knows his team will score goals. It's them clean sheets. If he can start getting them, they will start climbing the league. New Saints, not reigning champions this season, which feels a bit odd to say. Uh, they were hosting Cardiff Met this weekend with Michael Davis reporting for Club Pildroid. Here's what he had to say about the game. Just finished here at Parkhall. New Saints 2, Cardiff Met nil. Goal from Adrian Sislovich and an own goal from Met uh, gave the home side the victory. TNS dominated possession all game. Um, Cardiff Met struggled to get into it. Uh, throughout the game and TNS picked up a victory in the end uh, passing the ball across the park easily and Cardiff Met couldn't take it off them a nice easy win for TNS in the end TNS obviously have got a point to prove starting the season strongly especially if you consider the game against Emishka Zilina as well Jordan we were both at their opening game against Barrytown United how good were they in that second half they were superb it's just a typical TNS performance, isn't it? Where like they can just turn on the style as, as quick as that, and it, it was just simple as that. Really, is that you looked at someone like Chiselvex who just impressed so well in that second half, and it is typical of a TNS side. And that TNS side, that they, they, the average of that squad has been brought down the age of it, and we're seeing perhaps the fruit of that is that we're seeing young, passionate players like Leo Smith, who I, I think is the signing of the season. Leo Smith will take TNS, and will take his game to another level, but he might take TNS to another level as well. So if you look at the performances, that he played well against Torshavin, he played well against Alina as well, and it just proves is that that TNS team is really, really hungry at the moment, and I do think that they could go on a massive run like they did and the Craig Harrison, perhaps not a world record as such, but it's a, it's a team that I can't really see getting beaten at the moment. Yeah, a lot was made of Aaron Edwards leaving over the summer, but like using Jordan, Leo Smith has been a good signing, and Rusko's made a few impressive signings uh, over the summer. Are they stronger now, Jonah? Um, I think they, you know, obviously because they lost their title, they have to get, they, 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 he's seen a couple of Flaws in their makeup, Scott. Of why, of why they lost it. He he, he signed the, the lads, the lad Astles, who you know he, he he's a giant. He's an absolute giant. So you know they they're gonna that might have sort out their uh, aerial difficulties from set plays. I remember a couple of times last year, they gave goals away, late goals as well from corners. I can remember the one against Barry, which was a bit uh, late on in the, in the season. But Astles will come in and should mop up there. They got you know good fullbacks. Their midfield is is a competitive midfield. But Smith's a class act, like uh, George just said. He really is a class act, and he you know he he could be going back you know maybe like in, in a Frank Lampard mold. You know he he might come in and get goals from midfield, and he arrives late all the time, and he he arrives in the key areas, and he looks a good finisher as well. So yeah, he, he could be key. So, yeah, I mean, they'll be strong. They'll be strong. Look, the bookies, like, like you said, we, you know, we're not supposed to encourage gambling. We're not encouraging gambling. I'm just saying what they, what they do. They're two to five on. They're two to five on. And Connor's key are nine to two. I think Connor's key could be long odds at nine to two. But TNS are two to five favourites. And like Jordan said, 
should they get it right, you know, with, with, with what they're all about, they should be favourites for the league. But I'm telling you, there's a couple of teams in there desperate to prove the, the, the punter or the, the bookie wrong. Connors Key did it last year. Bala might want to do it this year. Barry had always wanted to do it. So it's not going to be okay. It's not going to be an easy, um, an easy journey for TNS. If they're going to win it, they're going to have to work their socks off to win it. On to Cardiff Met then. They've lost a lot of regular starters over the summer. They've lost Joel Edwards, Miles Davis, uh, Jordan Lamb and Will Evans. Uh, Where's that left them, Jonah? Because Christian Edwards doesn't seem the type to lower his expectations. No, he he doesn't. But uh, he's the he's the uh, again. They're like Newtown. The Mets sometimes they're they're hard to work out. And I I, I rang Christian a couple of weeks ago. I said, oh, you know, you know, how's it going? And you know, he lost all these players, and he was not. He wasn't worried. He wished them all the best. And all of a sudden, then they bring in um, Ollie Holbert. Mm. And the lad Warwick from um, Bristol Rovers. Warwick, by the way, 11.3 or 4 seconds for the 100 metres. And um, Halbert looks a class act. At 18, you know, he's, he's got a brace already. And yet again, top scorer for the Met last couple of seasons, usually Elliot, eight or nine goals, he, or say 10, 11 goals. And even when Adam went to, to Wimbledon, with 12 or 13 goals. So somebody like this, Holbert or Warwick, can uh, put the ball in the back of the net and get in the 15 and 20s. Who knows? I think it's important that Emily Lewis gets fit again. And they got uh, the Welsh Premier's version of uh, Daniel James, I think. Now they got uh, Liam Warman. That would be a good race, I'm telling you. Because yeah, Warman absolutely <laughs> lightning. Yeah, he is. Um... They took the points versus Aber in the first game and a goalless home draw against Hanford West in their second. So that was one of the games you were at, Jordan. What did you make of, of their new additions? Yeah, I've looked at um, Ollie Holbert and Harry Warwick as well. And I thought that Holbert and his uh, performance against Aber is just looking at the highlights as that he looked what, what they've been looking at for, for a number of years, perhaps. He, he looks like that Ross grow that, 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 that they need. They need goals in that side. Um, and you, it's a testament to them as well because we always predicted because of their students that it's, there's going to be a high turnover of players but this summer is probably during their time in the Cumbria Premier the one where they've lost players that have been a part of that squad for some time but also good players like Joel Edwards and Miles Davis who had a bit of that um, but they're making additions this week um, and they've made them last week as well and they're players at Nola League as well so um, I think expectations will stay the same as such that's not ruling them out of getting into Europe as well because they were challenging for seven before the season ended. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I, th- I think they'll do okay this season. Maybe go for Europe, but um, they've performed well enough against Hanford West from what I've seen. The last game this weekend was Aberystwyth versus Flint, which happened Friday. Seems a long time ago now. Uh, Aberystwyth thought they'd opened the scoring before their goal was ruled offside, and Flint went straight up the opposite end, and Connor Harwood putting the visitors ahead. Jonathan Evans scored his second goal of the season to draw Aberystwyth level just before the break, and then a Matthew Jones penalty and a Lee Jenkins goal in the second half gave Aberystwyth the lead. Jordan, a club Pildroy didn't have anyone at this game, so perhaps instead of a short summary by one of your team, you can use this time to appeal for more contributors. Yeah, we, we definitely need a few more contributors in this area now. Um, we, we picked up a few from North Wales, but um, Aberystwyth and Newtown are two clubs that I put on social media that we do need contributors for these because the aim is, whilst these games are being played behind closed doors, is that I want these games to be covered effectively. And on the opening weekend, we had everyone at a Cymru Premier game. And, and that's the aim, is that we still need to continue to bring coverage to all of our followers at a club, Peldroid. And whether you're a fan that's missing it and you want to get into journalism or you're a student from nearby universities, it'd be great to have more people on board just so we can have these games covered and we can give you the experience that you can benefit from and we can benefit from as well. Perfect. Um, well, the, the visitors to Aberystwyth, one of those uh, mid-Wales clubs, was Flint. Um, they're the other promoted side and shocked a few with uh, an opening day win against Newtown. 
Um, they're playing tonight as we're recording, um, but they're also uh, the next uh, live Scorio game uh, against Barry. Uh, I take it you'll be there, Jonah. W what are you expecting from uh, Niall McGuinness's side? Yeah, it'd be great to uh, to go to Flint and uh, see him play. I was there once last season and uh, I'd sat down for about two hours and then all of a sudden the lights went. So that was that was uh, one visit which uh, didn't pay off. But uh, I'm looking forward to going to Flint uh, this Saturday, especially as it's against Barry Town. We'll see what Barry are all about. We'll see what Flint are all about. And it'll be a good good show, I think, for a good game for Scotty on Saturday evening. Um Niall, uh, they've had, they had a great start. They, like we said, they had that 1-0 win over Newtown, which was a big win. Then they travelled to Aber. Most probably a point would have been gold, gold for them at Aber, but they were defeated. And um, so they want to get back on track. I, I really think this uh, Saturday, uh, Niall look for a home point. Any, you know, anything plus a home point for Flint Saturday, I think, will be a big bonus because that'll be a steady start. Gav... Uh, uh, and Barry, I think Gav, a waypoint is never a disaster. And I, that's telling you as a, you know, somebody who managed in this league for a, a few years, and, and a waypoint is never a disaster. But I think Gav may want three, want three. So, yeah, they've made, they, they've done all right so far, Flint. But like I said, any team who joins this league and stays up in their first season, they will have to perform really well over you know, maybe the 30-odd 30, 30 games. So every game's a tough game and a point at home against Barry would be a good point for Flint this Saturday. Mm. Well, well, Jordan, they've made a lot of big signings, uh, quite a statement, really. Is that going to help them? Definitely. I think we looked at the transfer recruitment of clubs this summer and when you sign players like Wes Baines and Nathan Craig, they're two players that know the Welsh Pyramid system so well. So bringing them in were the marquee signings really for them. And they've also added a few players that are hungry, players that have played in England, but are now playing at the highest level of Welsh football. And I think it'll build well for this season as well. I think when you recruit well as a newly promoted team, it's only going to benefit you. And I think their signings perhaps have given me the confidence that I think that they can stay because they've got a manager who knows the league, who knows the system, but he's also got players that know the league and the system. And that's why I'm predicting them to stay up this season because they've recruited so well. And last but definitely not least, uh, we've we've looked at 11 clubs. It's Aberystwyth left um, against Met in their opener. They twice took the lead before losing it late 3-2 against the students. A draw at Pennebont and now a win against Flint. You've marked them down as top six material, Jordan. Do you, do you still think that? Definitely. I, I do think there's a feel-good factor about Aber at the moment. I feel signing those local players, signing those Welsh players, there's a good impetus on the team, I think. There's a good nucleus in the team, and it's only going to benefit them. That's why predictions have finished as high as they did. That's a club I feel that's a sleeping giant in some ways, and that they've got such a big catchment area that when fans can come back and they can thrive on that student support uh, ship, that it'll benefit them massively. And I think all it takes is perhaps getting into that top six for one season potential silverware because obviously they're in the Welsh Cup final a few years back and that club can go to bigger and higher things as well and they're a team that knows the league so well they've been in it for so long and I think this is the year that they do get top six because of how well they recruited and Gavin Allen knows that club so well mm. Well yeah so as you're saying Gavin Allen now officially in charge um, been with the management team for a long time signed a lot of young and local players what um, astounded me was the average age for their back five against Pennebont uh, with the goalie and the back four was 19.2 which is incredibly young uh, Jonah they're definitely looking to the future do you like what you're seeing at Park Avenue these days? Yeah I, I definitely like what I'm seeing about the local silence I think that's fantastic for a club like Aberystwyth but there's a big word being missed out here and, and it is patience and there's not a lot of patience in football anymore at any level whether you be, you know, you be on the parks, whether you be in the Welsh Premier, whether you be in the Premier League, there's a lot more programs around. Oh, there's podcasts, you know, there's there's television. So they've got to find news from somewhere, and there's never patience for managers. So if Gavin Allen is bringing in all these home-bred youngsters, I think that he deserves a bit of time. I'd like to see, you know, Albert most probably say to him, right. You know, I really think steady steadiness is the key now for Abba. And if he's going to bring in youngsters from the area and take that gamble, if you like, which is a great one to take, not bringing 
you know, big, big wage players and try and survive in their way and build the club that way. I think he deserves time. And uh, I think an eighth or ninth finish for ABBA this season with that format would be a, a great achievement for Gavin Allen. Bring him in like Saturday, three goal scorers last week, uh, three local goal scorers, and uh, you, get, you get the crowds on your side. But support that, but don't knock it if it goes wrong against the big boys. Well, we're recording this Wednesday, as I said, so the next game is actually tonight. Um, by the time you'll probably listen to this at home, the game on Wednesday, 23rd of September, Druids versus Flint will have already happened. There's also a full round of fixtures on the weekend. Um, where are you both going to be? Uh, Jonah, you said that you're going to be in Scorio's live game? Scorio's live game this Saturday, uh, 5.45. Uh, it's Flint versus Barry. Like I said, it's the newcomers versus... Uh, you know, one of the best established teams this league has ever seen. So it's a big game for the lads of Flint. It's a big game for the lads of Barry. Like to see goals, to always like to see goals. And if it's as good as last week's game with uh, Harvey West and Newtown, you know, it'll be good entertainment. Yeah, certainly. Looking forward to that one. Um, Jordan, where are you going to be? So this weekend, I'm actually taking on a Welsh Premier Women's League match. And it's Cascade Ladies' first game in the Welsh top flight. And they'll be travelling to Penafone Stadium to face Abergavenny. So I'm really looking forward to that and bringing extended coverage, not only the men's top flight, but the women's top flight this season. Perfect. Um, me, myself, I'll be at Pennebont versus Bala on the mic for Scorio's highlights. Uh, the weekend starts on Friday, though. Newtown oh, no. home against Aberystwyth, the Mid-Wales derby. Saturday, we've got Druids versus Cardiff Met. And then on Sunday, we've got two games, Halford West versus Connors Key and Carnarvon versus the New Saints. Uh, Jordan and I will be back next week to discuss those fixtures. And Jonah, thanks very much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Will you come back and uh, join us soon, I hope? Yes, definitely. Uh, enjoyed it. Thank you very much, lads. Well, thank you. And also, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. That's it for this week. Remember, if you want to get involved with the Club Peldroid, they are looking for contributors, particularly in mid-Wales. But no matter where you are, if you're interested, get in contact via their website, clubpeldroid.org. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to know as soon as the next episode is available, the best way is to subscribe to the podcast using your favourite platform and follow a Club Peldroid on Twitter, at a Club Peldroid. We'd also really appreciate any feedback on the podcast, so leave a review and tell us what you thought. Until next week, Hulvaur. Cool